Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Emotive Pixels Podcast. We're here to discuss Sam Barlow's Immortality, which is a game mystery experience about analyzing three films and figuring out what happened to the actress in them. But first, before we get into that, let us introduce the host today. I, the host, am Nate. With me is... Polly Kroll. Will Atkinson. Craig Schumann. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. I thought we would start today with a question. My question for you is, what is the most weird, strange, bizarre, fascinating, curious... You pick the adjective. What's a movie that you've seen that really stands out to you that you want to talk about? So that's what we're doing in this season. We're going to start off with a question at the beginning of the episode. It's so <laughs> different. Yeah, I know. Prepare for season three. It's going to rock your socks. <laughs> yeah, really, really blowing it out here. Um. I'm going to I'm going to steal this question. So the first Great. one that comes to mind, I have no idea why it is, but it's Dead Snow. I don't know if any of you guys have seen oh this. Oh my god, that was the no, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's an Dead awesome Snow? movie. It's such a great pick, right? It's a it's a zombie movie. It's a Norwegian zombie like comedy horror film. Oh. And yeah, and it is it it's just bonkers, but it was like it released at like the peak of zombie films as well i believe in the late aughts and it's 90 minutes of nazi zombie killing and it's i, I don't know why fantastic. it exists but yeah it's also super low budget shot in like the mountains of norway fantastic like a steal something movie that this is coming to mind not the movie i was thinking of though about your about dead snow craig let me ask you what language is that movie in Oh, God, isn't it in Norwegian? It is. Yeah. But I l really like that movie. I com I just watched it like two weeks ago. I completely forgot that it was subtitled in, in Norwegian. I guess there's a dub version as well, but I haven't seen it. But it's done so well and the comedy is so good. I like immediately forget that I'm watching a like subbed movie. It's, it's, That's it's fantastic. Great. Good choice. Thank you. Well, I guess I could... I guess I could jump in with my movie, a blank, my blank movie. Um, I have to say, there's like a disclaimer to this. Don't watch this movie. It's really good, but it also like probably will result in like, it's just so fucking sad. So the movie I'm talking about is called Synecdoche, New York. And it's a um, Philip Seymour Hoffman film about a guy that receives uh, some sor sort of like artistic grant to make a movie. And he spends an unfathomable amount of money building a city inside of a set. And pretty much he tries to make a movie that turns into a play that's about his entire life and the world he lives in. And it gets really confusing and... Uh, when he has somebody play himself and they fire him from his own set <laughs> and it's super sad though like he like loses his entire family he gets sick like people die it's like the s most depressing thing i've ever seen but it's also like uh really well done and uh moving just don't watch it because you'll get sad for like a month afterward is all oh, so that sounds fantastic great movie that wants to see. yeah this yeah. seems like yeah, a how, how movie. relevant yeah it does like miserably depressing. Yep, that's mine. 
Yeah, if you only have the budget to watch one movie a month, you might as well get a month's <laughs> worth of emotions from it. It's just one emotion, really, though. It's very, Oof. very sad. I can't, like, stress that enough. So what came to mind for me is also another foreign language film, and it is the something movie, Run, Lola, Run. You all familiar? I have, familiar? no. I, I haven't seen Run, Lola, Run, but I've heard of it. It is, um, it, I've been heard it described as, like, the ultimate video game uh, movie. It is a, well, it's not about a video game, but it's, um, a kind of time loop movie where the same events happen over and over and she makes a different choice and uh kind of affects the outcome if you've seen time loops in other mediums it's been done better elsewhere but it was interesting uh one being foreign language it kind of has that uh allure of being just a little off and a little weird and then just kind of yeah it's kind of what i was thinking about so you picked a roguelike. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I thought Hardcore Henry was the most video game movie. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I should have picked Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Do you still have the, like, fancy ticket that we got in the first time we saw <laughs> I sure have. Yeah, I have, what, what was that, opening night's yeah. tickets, but given out, like, three days later because no one saw it? Yeah. Um, I was going to pick Who Killed Captain Alex, which is a Wakaliwood film made by a bunch of guys that clearly love film and got like a couple thousand bucks to make a film. And it's about, uh, well, uh, gosh, where's, did you say what Hollywood? Yeah. What's, what is that? Isn't it like Uganda? Um, Hollywood half Wakanda. That's right. It's Uganda. It's like yeah. in Uganda's film scene, there's like a culture of VJs. Cause so many, so few people in Uganda know English that like one person in the village will either know English or have seen enough movies that they live dub English movies for the like whole village. So when they got together and made their own movie, there's like a built-in riff tracks commentary by the VJ. So he's like commentating over the top of everything that's happening. And it's so funny and honestly has really great fight scenes, but yeah, really funny. I love that I looked it up on Google while you were saying that, and it has a five-star audience rating summary of a 1,100 <laughs> ratings, and the first review is, Who Killed Captain Alex is cinematic perfection in every way conceivable. It's really good. If you want to see a movie that's good and also has like what I genuinely think are special effects done in Microsoft Paint, then this is the one for you. It's, it's so funny. Um, did did we all just genuinely pick four different movies in four different languages? I feel rather impressed with ourselves. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I'm the boring one that went with English. <laughs> I, I literally it's set in the state I live in, so <laughs> didn't is, go very far. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, you're right. That totally was American sounding, and to me, it just seemed exotic enough to be foreign. It's like, oh, it must be French. Philippe Seymour Hoffman. Okay, anyway. Was that your French accent? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Nailed it. Moving right along. Yeah, I know. I'm really good at French. So First you say all Ugandans can't speak English. Speaking and of now, really good movies. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then I can't. It's pronounced French. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
We're gathered here today for the first of two sessions in which we're going to talk about Sam Barlow's immortality. You may know Sam Barlow from his previous games, Her Story and Telling Lies. They've all been a series of games in which you somehow interact with something and explore visual media to uncover some sort of mystery. I'll be honest, I did not play Telling Lies. I actually would really like to, and this reminded me how much I should probably check that out. Hold on a second Same. there, Nate. You said somehow interact with something, but I think yeah. you're missing the whole this is a video <laughs> portion yeah. of all those games. Are we going to debate whether this is a game? Cause this no, is no, no. I mean the that. fact that it's not uh, animation or anything like that. It's actual live oh, yes. footage uh, yes. with actor, actors Full and actors. motion video. Full if you motion acting. video. Yes. Yes. It is I was real trying humans. not to say that, Will, but fine. Sometimes they're naked. Phrase that um, lost its significance 20 years ago. So we're here today to kind of explore our reactions to this game after all of us seeing credits. Polly, did you see credits? I have not seen credits, but I did okay. see one of the things that it asked me to do that we'll talk about. <laughs> Okay, great. So we're here kind of discuss what we experienced and what we think about it and what we feel about it. And next time we reconvene, we're going to discuss uh, narrative themes, implications, things that we get up by watching a lot of YouTube, reading articles, listening to people that are smarter than us, and stuff like that. Also probably revisiting any mistakes we're about to make. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. We will deconstruct the game and ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh Dang, I can't believe you said that, Will. I was going to promise 100% accuracy and then beg forgiveness next time. So, with that being said, I think there's three movies to kind of talk about here, and then perhaps the game itself. Do we want to each describe one movie? Do we want to give it all to our main man, Will, to describe? Oh, God. (laughs) That's kind of where I'm leaning. Okay, so let's see. You guys help me out here a lot. Okay. Ambrosio. Did I even get the name right? You did. Uh, and you crushed that. First movie. It's in the 60s. Are you sure there's not four movies? Craig, you're really throwing a <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's... <laughs> you can't undermine our main guy's confidence like one half sentence into the recital. Yeah. No, I'm not sure there's not four movies. All right, let's start with Ambrosio. Are you thinking that Minsky was two movies? No, but continue. Okay. Well, let's see. The gist of the story is that the actress who plays the main character um, falls in love with a priest and dresses up like a monk to join his, uh, what's the word? Convent? Side note, how little do priests know about women? Monastery. Even the lower half of her face passes as masculine. Yeah, it it didn't. I yeah. No, no, no. Women don't wear hoods. <clears throat> oh, so it's a hat. Oh. Clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, over the course of the movie, it turns out she. So they they talk about it before the movie, like that there is some magic going on, um, and there are definitely some themes in the movie where they're like talking to the devil and angels, but it doesn't really 
after that first discussion, the amount of magic in that movie seems to kind of go away. And everything else kind of seems to be, I mean, with the exception of the... Nobody's casting spells or, or doing any witchcraft, that kind of magic. So, Or at least that, I, that uh, I'm aware of. Maybe that you guys saw something that I didn't. I feel like I saw I, some magic, like multiple yeah. magics. Yeah, because okay. she like cast the sleep spell or gave him the sleep potion for the other girl. I mean, right, that's that just he being drugged. That was a that was but, a sleep yeah. stick. She said, "Wave this magic stick that Satan gave me over this girl that you like, so you can do stuff to her while she's sleeping." <clears throat> right. Did y'all miss that? I don't that? know anything about that. Yeah. Uh, poly religion is not magic. They're completely different and have no bearing on each other. Duh. Gotcha. So the Satan <laughs> stick isn't magic. It's it's clearly a medicinal. Stick of waving. Is that the thing that put her to sleep? Was the stick? Because I remember the scene where she oh, got the like, stick. Oh, man. He literally so makes the main like actress a does, get, does get poisoned. Yeah. She sucks it's the, the poison. It's the 1400s. They don't have chemicals. I feel like we're getting off Na- uh, Will's yeah. uh, plot okay. here. Do we just, the whole there, time. Is, there is also poison. Do we want to... <laughs> Do we want to anyway. let him finish? Yeah. So, let's see. Apparently... There's other people in the convent that are related to him. It turns out he either accidentally or on purpose rapes his mother, maybe? Yeah. I think he rapes his sister and kills his mom. Okay. So he's got some stuff, some baggage. And uh, <laughs> the main character, what's what did we decide her name was in this movie? Oh. We don't know. Rose. Wait, right? No. Ambrosio is the 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 leader, right? The monk. Yeah, it's the no, guy. The monk, the, she, yeah. she, whoever, whatever her name is, she says it's her sister to him, and then he's like, "Oh, I understand your sister." And then it's like, "Oh, it's really me." But I can't remember what the name was. Oh yeah, when she was explaining that. Yeah. When she was trying, so for some reason she is a tempstress. A tempstress. She, after deciding that she's in love with this guy. She decides that she also can't just be in love with this guy. She needs to corrupt him, which is interesting and weird. And then at some point in the movie, she makes a deal with the devil. And also, like, uh, the middle of Ambrosia is where I I get pretty lost here. Um, But she makes a deal with the devil. There's the whole scene with... um, she gets poisoned and he has to fuck her into heaven to save her life. Um, that seems amazing. And then I laughed very hard. And then he eventually gets found out and gets arrested. And then he's told that the guards are coming to kill him. And in order to get out of prison, he sells his soul to the devil. So he, the devil gets him out of the prison, even though it turns out the guards were actually coming to let him go. Uh, and the end of the movie is them on the cliffside. What else am I missing, guys? That was a pretty good description. Yeah. Her name's Matilda in the movie. Matilda. So the high-level view is that she got tempted away, or he got tempted away from goodness by Marissa into sin, Matilda. more or less. I'm, I yeah. mean, kind of, right? But we, he also raped his sister and killed his mom, right? It's not like he was... 
I mean, he was yeah, pretending but she to be pure. Sets him up. But... But, okay, I'm not saying it's not his crime, right? But she she does provide the vehicle of temptation that he takes is how the film is sort of set up. But I mean, he's been sinning a whole lot before all that stuff <laughs> even happens, you know? Yeah, I didn't catch any of the part with that being his family. I saw the one scene where he killed the girl with the pillow. Oh, that's right, because that she was going to report him. Yeah, I yeah. guess that would make sense that that could have been... I didn't catch that that was his family or anything like that, but... um, That comes up in kind of some of the, like, extended, like, begging forgiveness scene. Like, when she's, like, on that scene on the cliff where she's, like, explaining to him everything he failed at is kind of when that's revealed, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like know. that because it was explicitly said mother and sister, and maybe he, she was speaking metaphorically, like a sister in the cloth or something, or you, the, your nun mother or something. But it, it seemed pretty kind literal of me, in me. the scene. Yeah, that that was yeah, yeah. But I feel like the theme of the movie was definitely temptation, and they were playing around with the expectations of temptation and things like that. Like she was clearly introduced as like this kind of innocent but it turns out she was seducing him the whole time and in league with the devil and things like that so didn't strike me as a great movie by any stretch but it's also the first movie right this one was set in 1968 directed yep, this by is her first film. or filmed in 1968 not set in it definitely had the vibe of we're trying to make a provocative foreign film and a little, uh, you know, kind of up our own butts kind of vibe to it. I, uh, I mean, maybe I'm nitpicking, but this is an American film crew that's traveling to Italy and being hosted by a notable Italian director, right? So there's some commentary about how they're like filming it it's in a, the Italian style, but they're bringing American energy to it. It's an Italian crew filmed in the American style. Ah, uh, yes. Excuse me. <laughs> That's why they don't get to take siestas. Yes. Critical errors. So, Will, movie number two, then, is Minsky. What happens in Minsky? Yeah, so Minsky is interesting, and a little bit throws you through the loop. Uh, Minsky, the, the titular Minsky, if you will, is this kind of eclectic, a little bit of a like a Dorian Gray-type artist guy who's into some kinky shit with his art subjects he gets murdered Moided. and a detective is brought onto the scene to figure out what happened to him and the t- detectives kind of got this very um what do you call it when an actor gets into the character like a method yes he's like a method detective and so he's like getting into the mind of what it means to be Minsky. And so there are a couple of like scenes that get repeated, like Minsky was doing it and now the detective's doing it. And then he like gets super into it. There's He's dressing as a, a woman to kind of get in with the artists, get, get like on their side, ends up seducing slash being seduced by one of the main suspects. And I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. She admits that she admits to him, but he has gotten so method that he thinks that he can separate the him he himself from the Minsky version of himself, and so he can like keep her secret. I think that's as much as or, as much toward the end of the movie as I can remember. You guys think I'm missing any other pieces there? 
I think there's a big missing piece of the plot where he ends up being murdered by her. Right? The detective? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Remember there's a there's a prop gun that she points at him in a oh. scene and it accidentally discharges he, and kills him. Actor gets killed. Yeah. Yes. Although, yeah, Sorry. the actor not gets killed. Yeah, I was like, yes. the plot of the movie did not have him getting murdered. Oh, you're right. Hold that. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll table that for the game part then. Yeah. But, yeah, she's the muse, and he is overtaken by her. It's almost as if the theme of this movie is about, like, seduction and corruption <laughs> of innocence. It could very well be. That's one of the things, yeah. But also, both of these movies raise the the question, it almost seems like, is there innocence that can be corrupted? Whoa. You ready for three? We can think about that more after we discuss movie number three, which in the game isn't even given a full title, at least in the film clips we see. But we come to know it as two of everything. Which is like a I thought that 90s was the name Roman of it. Polanski film. Yeah, it's like it's on all the slats and whatnot. Yeah. It's called Two of Everything, isn't it? And yes, but is, in the is film, there a space between everything or is it just two of everything? I think it's just two of everything. Um it's two of everything, single word, but if you look up on names. IMDB, of which all three of these films are on, it's listed <laughs> as two separate words. Uh-huh. And so it is on the key art as well, or like the poster art. Um Huh. In when you're browsing the film reel, though, this film doesn't have a title. Really? Why would Wait, they do that? I, I wonder if it says two O E. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I think it might say two O E T, but there's like a space in there, and it looks more like a code name to me. I, we're really down in the minutia hole. Well, what happens in two of everything? <laughs> yeah, so two of everything's got a little bit of a like. Um, really, I was going to say of everything. Vibe? Where Parent trap, interesting like, c- correlation there. Let, let's see what the, the right where one? this goes. <laughs> I, I yeah, I guess so. I the, think I see where you're going. Yeah, I think body swap. All right, let's do this. I'm I'm or into it. Let's go. A body double. Yeah. So the movie starts off with, and I'm not even going to try on the names because we were trying to figure this out, and it looks like one of the characters' names changes between the test run and the actual movie and it just was the names were freaking throwing us through a loop okay so i'm i'm so the, i haven't played as much as you guys but i was kind of curious about that as well so i'm i am curious i don't know if you want to you want me to ask the question after or during this description uh so okay so here's the thing that might hopefully this will answer your question uh Wait, I'm talking about the movie or am I talking about the filming? What am I talking about? The movie. <laughs> movie. Okay. In the movie, um, there is a pop idol who is basically getting tired of her life. And she hires a body double who looks strikingly like her, which, you know, has the whole like twin separated at birth kind of vibes, um, which is why I was bringing up Parent Trap. That makes and sense. so this body double is taking over doing events for her. They she starts by doing the MVAs, the music video awards, um, and then as time goes on, she starts replacing her in more and more things, and yeah, bigger and bigger events, more and more things, and um, 
something happens, but the body double, as Maria gets murdered, um, she drowns in a pool. And the only reason that Maria, the pop star, knows that she was murdered is because she wouldn't have been in the pool because she knows that the body double can't swim even though Maria swims every day has done film shoots in the water etc etc et so I thought it was the inverse I think you're right though I thought it was Maria that had died I'm I'm, I'm certain well so yeah go halfway through the movie she dies she knows that well uh I don't know quite remember how the time works out, but there another big scene in that movie is a birthday party for this super billionaire. The super billionaire's got a wife who is kind of pulling the strings behind things. And at the end of the movie, the billionaire's wife kills Maria. We cool? We cool. So one of the particularly tricky things about this movie is they be, they have the main actress acting against herself. So if I were to actually watch the movie, I would see the actress twice. The way they achieve that is by a lot of camera trickery, but in order for her to like be comfortable acting with another actress, they bring in another body double to to pretend that she is her in the scenes where she's acting against herself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So there are three so, people. So, so like, any, it's a common thing with when you're filming movies, if like you show the back of somebody's head and then the camera would move and it would be their face. Things yeah. like that. So at any particular point, the actress who is playing Maria could be playing, she could be playing Maria she could be playing Maria's body double, or she could be playing Maria's body double who's playing Maria. <laughs> yes. You said that very well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is her name Heather? I keep thinking her name was Heather. Yeah. It was one of Heather. So, so the, it could yeah. also have been Sarah, is what we saw that the name was before the movie started filming. So Yeah, during compositing, we see that the plan is for that character named Heather, but then it's or Sarah. Sarah, sorry. And then it's Heather as far as we see it, which raises some questions. So are you done with the movie? I think so. Because I, think... I, I feel like you missed, you said at the end, the wife kills Maria. But I feel like yeah. I saw Maria kill the wife and her two bodyguards and at least beat up the husband. I don't know if she killed her and him or not. You, I th- uh, you're right. You're right. It, that okay. that scene in the water. Yeah, you're right. It's Maria because she swims and goes and kills the wife. I, that's backward. I it's backward because there's a death in the movie, uh, which is the other way around. Yeah, I didn't realize it could be I missed scenes. I didn't realize that they weren't twins. I thought that they were just like hidden twins or something like that. It wasn't a body double, but either way, it's still the same actress playing the same role. One of those twin movies or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would I. I just assumed that they were twins for a long time. I don't think it ever said that they were. Um, that's why I kind of... Did it ever say they weren't twins? Like they were somebody that was hired? She's uh, definitely hired. She's definitely hired. Because like, there's a scene when she's like in her apartment. 
and gets like yeah. the call to do the music awards or something like that. And they talk about the money split between the two of them and yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, I got that. I just assumed that they were like living together as twins and doing their twinning. But either way, I guess that that part wouldn't matter. Um, There's a fun I was, scene. I thought that Maria was the one that was killed, though, and her twin double, whatever we call it, was the one that was trying to avenge that desk, death. Yeah, it's super... Because she it, sang at the party, and I don't know how the double would sing, but... There's a scene that explains that the double, double can, can sing, sing better than better than Maria. Yeah. Pop Wait, really? Yes. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. And also, there's a like super sneaky little line in the table read where the director kind of explains that this is how she gets her revenge. Or no, when she's standing on the airport and looking at her cask, she is realizing that nobody cared about her. So, yeah, that's kind of how you know that she's still alive, even though the whole world thinks she's dead. Uh, excellent summary. Well, I feel like I threw you on the spot, but I feel like for the most part, you crushed it. Thank you. So how does this all play together? So I guess the first thing is none of these films are released. What connects them all? Why aren't they released? How do you know they're not released? There's, Like I said, there was definitely press tours for two of the movies. Well... So, at least in the first one, and Ambrosio, God, I was trying to remember how it came up, but there's something about the director stole the negatives, which prevented the film from ever being released. Mm -hmm. And then in the second one, it was specifically during the film tour, or I think it was the... the second tonight show yeah it's a tonight show like with the with the director talking about a future movie that he had made and like why did this one not get released and he mentions that there was an accident on set and that oh yeah yeah. i remember that yeah they decided to stop filming after the murder yeah the actor who the actor who played the detective was killed during filming so they decided to stop filming he said yeah and that he also says, that "Oh, the, they were doing a presser for the third movie." I don't, I don't think even it know was if a presser because he did. He said that that Marissa was in like she wasn't acting anymore. Yeah, she wasn't. A, he and, wouldn't call her a recluse, but just yeah. said that she. So he was wasn't doing a presser around. for some other movie. Yeah, I don't know if it was yes. even a presser. He was just he was he doing, was doing something. an interview. Yeah, he, but it did seem like it was for a different one because it also wasn't thirty years later, which is there's a massive time jump between. The second yeah, and so third was, movie that you brought up as well. and I, That was like my first call out when I was talking to Nate. I'm like, so this lady is supposed to be like 50 in this last movie? And looks like <laughs> yeah, she's you were still like five minutes in. 20. So I guess it's a good time to bring up the fact that there are other layers in this game. And what? one of those layers, I believe in one scene, explains that Marissa's reconstructed... She like brings her back for that third movie, which is why she looks like almost even younger. Because when Will first pointed out, it's like she hasn't gotten any older. I was like, yeah, she almost looks younger in the '90s than she did in the, you know, in the '60s. Uh, I guess we should explain this. So as you're playing through the game, you are navigating individual clips, and as you go backwards and forwards, sometimes you stumble into sort of interspliced footage of others other beings that are kind of talking over and vaguely relating to what's happening in the clip. And what you come to find out is there is 
two, as far as we know, two beings, the one and the other one. Uh, you think there's three? There are at least three, and they talk at one point about we are the last two. Who's the third? Yeah, it's like that I, we meet the black guy. Really? I always thought he was kind of like a younger version of the the white-haired guy. But that doesn't make any sense. I thought that there was only the two, like, the ones and the other one. But they inhabited, obviously, other people's bodies throughout. Uh, there is a scene, Yeah, you're thinking of a big least... fit dude with the giant Satan's crown on that, uh, like, appears in prison to Ambrosio? No, 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 no. There's a guy who, oh man, uh, they look like they're like laying on dirt or something, and it's it's in one of those like back and forth scenes. But it kind of, and again, the whole reason we're doing it like this is because I'm sure I'm wrong, <laughs> and um, this is gonna be fun when we go look it up. And I'm like, oh, that's just some other Your... background actor from another movie or something. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> Your theory sucks, Will. <laughs> um. But I'm pretty sure there's a scene where they're like lying in the dirt and the 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 I, I, uh, the African American gentleman basically murder or kills the 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 blonde version the blonde angel the one or we call it here the one or the other one the one angel the female is the one the other one the <laughs> yeah. the white haired <laughs> older man is the other one he kills the one. I'm guessing. Really? Yeah. Although, I mean, you were there. <laughs> yeah, no. Remind me more of what happened. Like, the, is it in black and white? They can yeah. die as long as they're not burned. Yeah. Oh, I remember the scene in Kinski's bed where... No, that's where the the other one is killed, right? By the one. Remember she stabs him in the same place Minsky gets uh, stabbed? That's not right. Yeah. No, that is stabbed. It's where he gets choked. I guess those are parallel scenes. Maybe I should jump back up to the top level and say there are these other beings that we understand through the game are using humankind in order to... Uh, it seems like that they have a different means of experiencing reality. And at one point we hear Marissa tell the camera directly that that seeing yourself seeing the photons reflected from the screen onto your skin is a means of getting life force uh and it seems like the celestial the other the one and the other one don't experience time as we do they're sort of trapped to like uh use others to create stories that lets them then see and understand their own reality through it and it seems like the did this at first through the origin story of Christianity and once film came about starting with Fisher and moving through Durek, they started to be able to like create the reality more tangibly and they inhabit artists at key points in their life in order to like, uh, yeah. use them. But this process drains them in some way. So they have to be kind of selective about how they do it. There's also various like vampire analogies. Sometimes they like bite the necks of people when they like, yeah and that seems to me to be the main thrust of the game is that like art is a creative process enacted upon humanity by some sort of alien force there's a great line where she's describing the uh director i think 
of the second movie um where she, where she's like oh the reason i was drawn to him is because he like imagines a reality and then makes it happen and that is very similar to how they experience reality yeah she does mention that she go she went from the director of ambrosio into uh, the director of Minsky, who worked on Ambrosio as the director of photography, so kind of passed the being on from one to another. And you see that throughout this as you're scrolling through these films, you kind of jump the film track and you can see them behind working kind of I don't I don't know if puppeteering would be what it was exactly, but existing mm-hmm. in the background of the art, I guess is what I'd say. So uh, for different people. And I was always shocked the people that it selected. I was like, oh, this is the first time I've seen this person be affected by this being. So it was like surprising to me each time. Do do we think they are two different entities? Yes. That I wasn't sure about. I I mean there the was one and the not, other not the one. one and the one, but I mean like oh. is Maria the one? I th- Given that she recreates her, like she summons her into being for two of everything. I feel like she original, like we were just, I was just playing a scene where I feel like she was talking about, she found her originally in some French farmhouse or something like that. So she was a human, but she's been repurposed. Where the one found Maria? Yeah. Yes. And Maria asked her if she was an angel before she ate her or something like that. Oh, doesn't, doesn't the one give Maria the urge to create? And that's why she like gets her first commercial and then she does Ambrosio. Like all of that's because of the ones like, yeah, the input one to me, like the one of them has an infatuation with humanity and it seems like the other one despises humanity. Yeah. The male ish one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which sets you up to think that one's the devil and one's, uh, God, right. but they kind of play and downplay that at various at a couple key points where they're like, that's kind of just a story we let them believe a little it's bit more fun for us that way. They are antagonistic towards each other throughout more often than not, or at least seem like to enemies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we serve in kind of some mutual beneficial arrangement. Yeah. If you were stuck with one person for eternity. And that's the only person you get to hang out with that would that that would happen. As long as yeah, I guess this is pretty much exactly the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> we've been trapped since our last recording, friends. I'm still shocked that he, like that they are different people. I could have sworn that they were. Well, what about the scenes where they show up together? The one and the character. He means like the one and Marissa. So yeah. what does that um, look like? If if Marissa and the one are the same character. Yeah. Like. Because Marissa so is we, the one and the one can is we have, Marissa. Do we have That's any sort saying. of time frame getting through with Marissa? Because I feel like one of the questions that was asked of me, one of the mysteries that's being asked is what happened to Marissa Marcel? Yeah. I don't know how she died. In order for her to be brought back for two of everything. I don't so, think she was brought back. I think she just went and left film for 20 years. She became a recluse. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's also, not true. 
because yeah, there's a scene where the one says she brought her back. But I, I like, mean, I guess she could have brought her brought out of her occlusion. Out of, yeah, like just brought her back to art, to that, film, that doesn't to... Exp- that doesn't explain how she's so young. Like, I don't think that's they, just because she, the game is... She might have died also. They they very clearly say that both of them are, die and reincarnate as long as there's not fire involved. Right. Yes, I thought that was just of the one and the other one themselves, but if they're the same, then that makes sense. Yeah, if the one was inhabiting Marissa and then died and came back in that body after a period of time. So we know that, like, the the one, like, lives in the movie, but we know why they start the one starts bleeding. Is it because... Out of her head? Out of her head, out of her nose, in multiple oh, scenes. Oh, that is, is true. She's in the bloody nose and she stuff. has stopped being in movies for so long. Is that why she's going back into being movies to try oh. to get life force back? Did she, is, is what Will is suggesting correct? They are the same person. She does become a recluse and just doesn't do movies, and she starts dying, so they try to do a movie, and then... Huh. <laughs> Not exactly sure what happens from there on. It doesn't quite work, though, because... Well, maybe. That's fun. I was curious, because, like, the way you're introduced to these, like, you you match cut between these scenes. So the first time I saw the one, click on the face, and it brings up Marissa. However, it does jump into other people as well. So, like, there's there's a scene, the second uh, Tonight Show's scene, where... The female form of one plays John Durick, the director of Minsky, and two of everything. So why wouldn't the one also be John? You know, why would it only be Marissa? I guess is the question I have for you, Will. I never saw... We never, I never was able to find inconsistencies with which character the one is. The the other one is a couple of different characters because they keep dying. Yeah, the other one yeah. it, it plays the detective in murdered. Minsky. The 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 male figure of one plays the detective in Minsky that dies and then plays the wife. Yeah. Yes. But. But the female version of one, every time I've seen it was Marissa, except for during that shooting of... Oh, you know what I bet it is? Of the second Tonight Show, it's her dressed up in a jacket. She doesn't say anything different. It's nothing behind the scenes. She says everything that John says in that interview. It's just a, a the exact same thing, only with a different actor, depending on which direction you watch it in. We saw that. Um, so, okay, yeah, no no, 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 that does work. It's because she's the creative mind behind the project. You're right. She is both characters. In the table read, she plays both characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she's playing both the the wife the, the and the director. Yeah, yeah. there's a scene where, okay. where the director just disappears and it's just her. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um so the the other piece that I think that I just put together as we're sitting here talking about it, the the like the actress, the corporeal form of the one dies at the bar 
but the one's form dies in the fire, but they don't experience time in the same way. So it's the same death, just experienced two different ways. What do you guys think of that idea? Ooh, that's fun. I wasn't, I just recently got to, because I'm only four hours into it. I just recently got to the bloody head at the bar scene. I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's where she like stands up and she just, her head starts bleeding. They're shooting two of everything and her head starts just bleeding and they're like, oh, we have to stop shooting and whatnot. Did Um, you see the fire? I did see the fire. Yes. I saw the fire way earlier than any of this. So what Um, I'm proposing is that those two things are the same event for the the one. The only thing with that is there is a there is a behind the scenes scene of that where the one also is bleeding out of the head in that section. So I assumed that mm. no, no no he's cuz oh, the one is yeah. They both they both bleed out of the head for that scene and the actor, the wife or him takes them off at the bar. So it's very similar to the scene, but they both have that bloody head thing. So it didn't seem like that was a part of the movie, though, right? No, no, they, they literally like even Nate, like even commented, like when they get up and they're asking for the director, where'd he go? Which is another thing. Where did the director go? Because the director could be the one as well. I just realized that. But like they, yeah, they oh. unplug the sound and things like that. Like you could tell like the camera's moving around. Like it's clearly not part of the movie. They made like extra effort to make it that. Yeah. 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 They definitely like call out, oh, where's a medic? That that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. then But that is scenes- interesting. I just realized they said, where is the director? Because if the director was also being controlled by the one, the one. when yeah. that There's- happens... Why bleed from the brain? There's more to it, though, because like yeah, this, about that. there are scenes that are filmed after that one, like the one at the pool where they're like, is the director even going to show up? And she's like, no, I, I got this. And then after she films the scene, she gives the other actor direction, like she's just taking over as the director. Yeah, I told Polly about that, but I don't think he's seen that yet. Well, I she was she was involved that. in creating the movie the whole time anyway, so I didn't see that, but I, I wouldn't be too surprised. The part that's surprising to me now is now I'm thinking about how that person may not exist, and it's just a, a figment or a creation or something like that. So there's another important shot that is at the end of Minsky, which could be the end of something, where... She is standing next to the corpses of the actor who played Minsky and the actor who played the director. Oh, when she's or in the, the art room sorry. and yeah. there's the two masks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I love that scene. Where do you we just... think that fits in the timeline? Is that the end of Minsky? Oh, man, what was... I mean, based on what she looks like, yeah, that I should have been the, the end of Minsky. It was the detective and the director. Minsky, I think, right? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the director and the detective. I That had to have been at the end of Minsky because of the way, like, her appearance, at least, matched that era of Marissa. That was a really interesting scene. And I yeah. do not, I don't know, Polly, I don't know if you've seen that yet. I don't believe I have. Oh, man. It's like in an 
art museum. Oh man! It's like, oh, <laughs> I this I is art Will. capital A. Yeah, I told Will I would love to see a movie that ends on that scene. Yeah. Um, I wonder then if we're going with Polly's theory that there's a human and then they the 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 one and the other one take their bodies over. Maybe that happens at the end of Minsky, where um, they kill the definitely... director and then take his body and then to use him to make the fourth movie or third movie. That would definitely line up with the them sitting there in the leather jacket in the Tonight Show scene right after that movie gets canceled. Which oh, is a yeah. tour to go on. Well, this is fun. What did we think of this as a game, and how did we experience it? What was it fun? Did we like it? What were our impressions going in? Uh, I can start by saying I didn't really know what I would think of this and played four hours of it before I discovered any of the extra textual stuff. And I only discovered it because uh, I forget who on the Crate and Crowbar said, I can't believe that people on PC are even allowed to play without a controller. That's crazy. And so I went back the next time I played and paid more attention to my controller and noticed the vibrations and then was like, oh, I bet there's something here. And that's when I kind of stumbled into the whole other uh, stuff. So I, and then I played it for a few more hours. And once I started, once I like got the idea of there's like other beings that use humanity to create art, that's when I was like, okay, you guys got to play this. I've seen enough to kind of get what the game's about, but I'm sure there's more to be seen. Then I played together with Will for a bunch and saw a lot more of the details of the plots. And I had a great time the whole time. I thought it was a blast and a cool evolution of his kind of formula as a game designer. I'm, what did the rest of you think? Now that you brought that up, I was curious in a different light that I hadn't thought about previously. It was like, how accessible is this game? Well, Polly had headphones. That helped him. Well, yeah. I, I, even without, like, Nate's talking about the whole, like, I played, I've played four hours and 18 minutes or something like that. Uh, hour and a half is where I first experienced the extra scenes, <laughs> the behind the scenes <laughs> footage, I guess you could say. But the scenes um, within a scene, the whole crate and crowbar thing with the controller, like it's not about the fact that I have headphones that have vibration built into them. It's about the audio design was what brought me to it. Like you hear a, I think Nate referred to it as a wah. Um, you hear a hum. You hear the hum, and yeah, you must investigate that hum. Like if you can ignore that, Nate, I don't know. There, like, there are two different cues. Yeah, yeah. I noticed recently that not only is there a hum, I'm not talking about controller with vibration or anything like that because I'm playing mouse and keyboard, but also when you're in the scene menu the special scenes actually have a specific glow to them. And they also have that sound coming from them before you even go into the scene. So you can see th scenes with behind the scenes footage before you even click into them. No, oh. I never saw that. So there's, I feel like there's clues about how accessible the, the question that Craig raised is interesting to me because on a whole nother level, this game came from Sam Barlow. I know there's more people involved. I think they're called Half Mermaid now or something like that. So it's yeah. not really just a Sam Barlow game. Yes. I mean, none the of them ever were because the fact that, that they've minutes. all have... they've. I mean, they all have film crews and they all have act, 
actors and actresses right. and like like it's never been uh, just about Sam Barlow programming, more directing type thing, I suppose. But her story, love that game, played that game. I feel like that is so accessible that I could have my sister come over to the house who doesn't play video games and I want to show her that game and be like, hey, this is a mystery. We could type words into this box and pull up stuff and figure it out. This game, I would be way less comfortable, so much so that earlier tonight I'm playing with Craig and Nate and the 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 content itself is what's like i don't feel like i really don't want to sit here at this table read where somebody's half nude and watch it for 15 minutes with craig and nate hanging out definitely wouldn't want to do that with my sister or like it wouldn't be as accessible i guess is the the the, the way i'm coming out huh. other than all it's... the mechanics and everything like that the mechanics is so much more of a solo thing where it's like oh do you hear that hum you have to try to like get the right speed to unlock that scene where before it was just think of a word like the 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 correlation to that now is clicking on a picture so you could have people say hey click on that cross or whatever but that's not really where the mechanic are not that i don't like the mechanic it's you... just to me much more of a solo experience than how the reason one of the main reasons i liked her story it was so much like of a group go into this together type thing are you aware that pick like the cross if you continue to pick the cross over and over and over it cycles through different scenes yes only up till five which i'm calling the sam barlow limit now to refer to her story's maximum depth of five search query results is it really it only goes up to five times i i would never play this game like that but yes i i do realize that just because I've been stuck where there's nothing new to click on and I've gone through things, but I tend to exp- explore out much more um, chaotically than, than what you just described, Will. I mean, I, when I would do it a bunch, it's when I'd be like, oh, uh, here's a clock. This is the first time I've ever clicked a clock, and then it'll the, bring me to a scene, and I'm like, oh, I've seen this scene again. Let's keep going with the clock, and then, oh, here's a new scene. Let's go See, I have the complete like, opposite of that, where if I see anything new, I'll click on it and be like, if I get stuck later on, I'll go back and click on another snake, you know, where I'm always looking for the new thing, and I want to expand as many branches as possible before having to do the grind of clicking on the same object over and over again. Except for when boobs came up. For some reason, I went down the boob hole pretty easily. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) Nobody here lied to us and tell us you didn't follow the genital pathing. Well, you tried the bikini scene to boob it up. Um, But there was no boob decking. The thing that I think that was really, really well done about the game design piece of this is that there are so many scenes with like and new objects that very often you i will go through a scene and be like oh i want to check that thing out i want to check that thing out i want to check that thing out and you can only pick one path right so in my mind i'm like oh maybe i'll come back to the scene and click those other things right but also if you get to a scene and you're like oh there wasn't any really thing interesting on the scene where should i go next like everything in the scene is still available to you. Like, okay, we're just going to go chairs. Click something. Right. You just find something. And then that next scene will probably have something cool and interesting and and different um, that you want to, you know, follow. And by the time you get to the point in the game where you've seen some of the objects before, then you're realizing that there's these like multiple hidden layers to pretty much everything you're unlocking. 
right? Yeah. As you start to get further into it, you start finding in, like, the narrative will mention, hey, apples are a symbol of X, or fire is a symbol of Y, and then you start to notice, oh, there's fire in a ton of these scenes, or there's apples in a ton of these scenes. What will those start to lead me to um, as, you know, the golden path? I agree with you on a level, Will, but there's also a bit of it that seems sort of shallower than I would like it to be there. Like, it's really cool what you're describing. Like, you can click on anything on this scene. But the only part I don't really like is the fact, like, I like this being a mystery. And I feel like so far, again, only probably halfway into it or something like that. I haven't seen anything where it's like, oh, in the you know, background of this scene, there's this little hidden thing that I spotted because I'm smart or whatever. Like, it just oh, seems I like... there were a ton of things like that. Like, all of the PA people? The... Yeah, like, people's faces and stuff like that. But I don't know, like, reflections or, like, jewelry was something to me. Like, I was like, oh, that's, like, a specific, like, cross pendant. Let me click on that and see what other cross symbolism comes up. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden this is a medallion. It's like, it wasn't really specific to the object itself. It was more like jewelry and it was just kind of like a random like it made it seem a little bit shallower it's like you're going to click on objects and eventually you'll come across you're not going to be able to find what you're looking for and i i see i know that makes sense because it would be so much more uh at some point that's used for comedic effect right in the in the garden of eden scene when you go zoom into the fig covering the man's crotch it just goes to a hanging plant in the background of some other scene and i definitely laughed out loud <laughs> that's pretty um, good that's actually just funny and yeah. it makes sense with the software that they're talking about like too like it's just looking for leaf it's not looking for this leaf yeah did you guys ever use I, the grid view where you were like grouping by query object instead of by film no Rarely. i looked into that uh, I guess grid or yeah, the different views that you could play with, but I didn't really use many of the views as a way to navigate the movies, the scenes or objects in any particular way. I was usually following based on my gut as far as what the next scene is that I wanted to explore. Yeah. I think only once we got to the end and we're trying to like fill in like one film at a time, then we were paying attention to like what clip number is this? Like what order did these things play out? That makes sense. You can sort by when was the film recorded versus what scene is it in the movie, which is yeah. a cool way to resort stuff. Um, I like uh, kind of like earlier and I, when this game was being described to me, it was being described as um, match cuts, which has a very specific film meaning, which is what I was expecting going into this. And I think... I mean, you just explained it that it's not really a match cut. It's like an idea match cut where, you know, I'm if I'm going from can to can, what I was expecting coming in was like, oh, if I if my actor is looking toward the side, I'll have a certain profile of my face and that's going to take me to the exact frame in a different movie where I'm seeing the profile of this actor's face. And if this pro- actor looks to the left, there's all these different shots of their face, which would take me to different movies. And that just seemed like crazy and tedious. And from a practical point of view it being an idea oh this is just their face and it's just going to bring me to another instance of their face uh 
I was able to play the game as a game much better once I understood that that's what I was doing and not trying to like match things frame for frame. Yeah, yeah it's it more like of like the- a AI not quite there yet match cut where it's like oh this is google image search on like the 10th result or some something like that <laughs> well i it, mean it it does feel like the moviola machine is a visual interface for like her story right where basically you're typing in a keyword just yeah there's using clearly a, a uh progression of the game mechanic where this is the same idea just done differently but right for me but because of the s- this what do we call it scrying what do you call going back and forth through the movies scrubbing that's what they call it here scrying Uh, scrying because of that mechanic there's so much more to it than just searching it i don't know it just feels a lot better like there's an actual feel to the game now as opposed to being just watching what's interesting i think the thing that just to finish this one thing like if it was a match cut right you would be like okay i have a scene that is just a clock right and maybe that would take me to a beach ball because they're both round and take up the full scene, right? And that would be a match cut, like a filmic match cut. But the clock and a beach ball are two separate ideas. Yeah. Which is, the first is what I thought this game was, and the second being actually what it was is much more playable than I had uh, been led to believe that it was before I started playing the game. That makes There's sense. also a great balance it strikes where you know enough to, it's not as, you can't like game it, right? We were trying to find all the scenes from two of everything and it you can't really, you can kind of select your objects such that you might get to other two of everything things. But even if you try to rabbit hole yourself, the game kind of pushes you outwards Yeah, in a way that's pretty clever and can be frustrating when you're trying to tie it up at the end, but it's also awesome because you keep seeing new scenes. Yeah, it's did you really guys try to click on the the slap boards at the beginning and ending of movies to to trick it? And it's like, I no, you're going to f- go to a completely different movie. Yeah, <laughs> I did yeah. that a few times, and I didn't. When I was doing that, I didn't realize you could keep going, which I wish I'd known. I would have done that a bunch. It, it doesn't go a whole bunch though. I I found myself going back to the same scene pretty quickly. I would assume doing... five times, like Nate said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is clever, but it's interesting that it doesn't solve the like core design. I mean, this is another thing from Creighton Crowbar. One of the game designers was like, mm-hmm. there's a core game design. Like, he found there to be a real game design tension of that limit of five search results being totally arbitrary. And this game does not progress <laughs> that core game design problem in any way. Um, which is true, but certainly makes it fun. We're shaking our heads at you because you're using external sources. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Did anyone know that there was something else happening here before you started playing it? Like, were you on the lookout for something to to pivot the game or to offer a twist knowing that there was like, hey, there's something more here than just watching film scenes? I was thinking there could be murder. I was thinking there was some sort of mystery revolving around the lead actress, but mm. not so much as a uh, supernatural or spiritual yeah. background. There was enough in the controls to like, yeah. why would I want to go faster or slower that I was like, oh, I'm looking for like like um, spots where there's like one 
uh, frame in a different oh. movie that I have to like step toward it kind of yeah. thing. That's what I was uh, expecting. That there'd be something mechanically there. It's also it, it's yeah. interesting, Paul, you brought up the movie. It was like the accessibility conversation earlier also. The genres that the movies that they chose to shoot is a choice, right? It's like an old school like erotic thriller like you would see in the 90s or something like that, um, which to your point doesn't make for necessarily the best like audience gaming where you have like a bunch of friends on a couch going through this type of stuff it's a fairly intimate film to watch we're talking about accessibility and content sexually that's pretty fascinating yeah yeah like it's hard for me to understand like a pewdiepie stream with fucking playing this (laughs) game like (laughs) it's an adult adult game but um we're going to come back to that next episode. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are big themes at play there, I think. Yeah. It is um, an interesting experience to play this, though, and to actually kind of go through it to your point. Everyone's expanded upon the differences between this and her story and the previous games, but figuring Nobody out... telling lies, I take it? I can't not, believe not none of us have. It's, it's sat That's on a my... Big miss. Yeah, it sat on my PS... Four and now it is sitting on the PS5 and has been there for years. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea why it just didn't hit the zeitgeist. Yeah, it, it's really fascinating. I, but now I'm more curious to go back to f- see that middle point between like game design ideations. But I think there is something about to what you were saying earlier, Polly. Right the driving of this and driving the gameplay where in like her story you're just typing away you can just throw random things at the screen where this one like you're at least taking part in driving where the action is going and choosing at any point to pause and make a choice into what you want to go to next i think that agency that the character has almost from a director's seat to take over and be you know, the one of our own choosing is an interesting way to connect the themes. It really worked for me. I felt a lot more driven by this to see more. Um, you asked if we knew something else was going on in this game, and I had a good sense that there was something frog fractional about it in some way. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I played for four and a half hours and knew I wanted to play more without ever having gotten there. And I wasn't really pushing myself to even like pay much attention. Like I was just I was already immersed on the first level of the story. It helps you yeah. prevent hitting the wall, right? Because you, yeah. you can't really, to your point, you can get into a loop, but there's so many objects in any scene you can click on that it's really hard to just be like, oh, I can't do anything. And more from just a mechanical standpoint, it being better as well, but there's also like the the clear increase in quality of storytelling. Like, not only does it have these movies that you kind of care about, maybe not really, but also like just the the care that went into it to make it seem like they're actually filling a movie. Like the things they say after cut, the things they say, like the, the sound effects you hear when this girl starts bleeding out of her head, it sounds realistic. It doesn't seem staged or anything like that. Um, it's so incredible. And it makes some of those level. like intense scenes, like the fire scene, that much more affecting where it's like this is so realistic on a whole nother way where you would say that about other games so did you see the mocap scene by chance oh yes, yeah I, I wanted to talk about that can i 
Yeah. I do want to throw ahead, because Craig already started bringing this subject up. There is something about the logistics of how these films were shot that just blows my mind. Yeah. Yes. Like every scene is framed to show like specific items and there it there's a little bit of like this actor will walk up to the screen and kind of show you their watch for a couple more seconds than would like be totally natural. Just so you're like, look, there's a watch here. Um, the but colors the, of objects too, to like draw your eyes. The amount of times that it's obvious that the actors are doing that is so rare compared to so how often it happens or, you know, like every scene is like meticulously thought about here are the things in the scene. Here's, you know, I need to put this thing, This uh, there has to be a chandelier in this room because it has to get us to some other thing. I just want to point out the meticulousness even, even gets to a whole nother level for me. I don't know if anybody looked up like any achievements they've gotten, but like there's a scene where there's like a fake dove and I, I clearly I'm going to click on the, the dove prop and the achievement is like, it tells the story of that prop that prop. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like in the achievement text. It's like the director wanted to love the symbolism of using a dove to symbolize Satan, but they could never get the dummy to work right. Or something like that was the name of the achievement. So it's like that little bit of lore came out of just an achievement that I got. It's just, I got there coming from the devil's wings. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's fun. I, I think we'd be fools if we didn't mention David Cage sometime in this podcast. And it's funny to me that if games have wanted to be movies, this game has three movies in it that have to be more complicated than the <laughs> making of any one movie, plus the backstage scenes shooting, like chopping that in there, yeah. plus the meta layers on top. It's like what's here is like nine times as impressive as any one movie would be from a, like thinking all the details together kind of perspective. It's so cool. And I feel like when Will and I were playing on Friday, when I feel like we were at the peak of like, Holy shit, this game is crazy. It's almost like every scene that comes up, we were just like looking at each other, like, like what is the, think about what this adds to what we've already read into this game. It's, it's so cool. It's also cutting between like aspect ratios and like the film types of the era <laughs> of when those films were made and like the types of scenes and special effects that would be available for a movie that was made in like the sixties and things of that yeah. nature too, which is interesting. And I'm curious how much of that is obviously post effects done and similar to what will you're bringing up? Like, how many things did they end up changing maybe the color and post-processing to make sure that they could draw your eye towards something specifically? But even then, it's still with a key eye to the player and knowing that they need to see specific things to know where they should... Like, how do you lead people yeah. through this mystery as well? I can't, I can't even... Like, in my mind, game design has a process like there's generally what game design is and there's generally like what filming a movie is right and to marry these two things and to do it this well just is like inconceivable like you know you're doing a game you create a stage oh we need to do something we just you know change the actors we move the camera around this is better we just throw out this whole stage oh we need to you know spice this part up we're gonna uh cut this bit out right like you can't film like that if you 
you know, go back and realize, oh, we need more clocks. We can't just go back and refilm all our scene to add more clocks in them. Like the 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 logistics of doing this just blow my mind. I do want to mention a specific achievement that uh, after Polly mentioning that as well, which was Chekhov's gun, and. It was for collecting three guns, um, and it said, if you want to kill the mother of God, you will need a better weapon. <laughs> oh. I think, to your point, there's, yeah, the meta-narrative even at play within the achievement system presenting information. Fuck, oh, man. There are I, I do want to get back to the David Cage aspect that they brought up, though, because <laughs> do we something about that I want to point out I don't like David Cage games story direction, but there it's clearly also so many talented people on those games that I feel like those types of games do lead to things like this being created, like acting in a lot of those games, some of it very, very bad, very bad, but there are some <laughs> performances that are quite good, especially when you consider how bad of a story was fed to them and how they still went and got some emotion out of this dialogue and things like that. So I, I agree. Just, I didn't want to shit on David Cage. It's, yes, his, his, I didn't yeah. say you were. It's just I, I feel like a lot of people do. So I want to point that out yeah. that, that I want to clear up something that I hear repeated a lot, that it's a David Cage game where I feel like this is much more of a Sam Barlow directed yes. game, clear direction here, whereas those other things that we could be talking about um, Acting and things like that, not necessarily what Will's talking about, because yes, the meticulousness of this, like having like this is such a contrived, weird out there story. And I guess they could have done pretty much anything they wanted with it, but it seems like it's all planned out. I'm curious where it's going to go or if it's just kind of <laughs> like there's so much in the like filming. Uh, I think there's a like a shot counter shot. Uh, establishing shot kind of these different kinds of shots that you would expect in a in a movie and then you don't get those here but you don't get them on purpose like you'll be zoomed in on a close-up for the entire scene and so it feels weird like oh a movie wouldn't stay in a close-up this whole time but they do that so that you know uh, an apple can roll into scene or out of scene and you're very specifically focused on certain things and then there are other scenes like um the scene with the detective when they find minsky's corpse where there's a whole room littered with all kinds of objects but they're specific objects that tie to all kinds of other things it's like a like a hub scene that you can jump to like all, all throughout the story like the yeah sorry i just how how did he do it i have no freaking clue did we all like this game yes although i will add one additional piece there i was like i enjoyed this it dangerously towed a line of not revealing enough information and just feeling at a certain point that it was just clicking around to try and connect all these like really esoteric pieces together before it started to reveal more of itself so there was there was definitely a point for me where i was playing and i was like it's a little interesting but it's also disjointed and i'm starting to feel as if i'm missing some connective tissue that will like 
lead me towards the end, quote unquote. Is that like hours one through three? It was like hours. It was like after hour four, probably because I was like, okay, like I feel like I've seen a lot of scenes here and not sure exactly where we're trying to get to. You know what this reminds me of a lot? Are you guys familiar with the movie Memento? Yes. Yes. Do you all know that when it was released on DVD, the second DVD has the movie in chronological order? I did not know that. I've heard that, but never watched that cut. Once you... So, uh, to answer your question, I think that I really like the game right now. After I go do the research, figure out what happens, see what, you know, the common consensus is, I have a feeling I could either be like, this game is even way better than I thought it was, or I could also go, man, this was entirely contrived just to get me to feel this right now. Um, And I'm hoping it's the former, but worried it might be the latter. The thing, when you watch Memento in chronological order, you start to see that they do a whole bunch of repeating and the same things over and over to in a way that feels contrived just so that you see similar things happen that you when you're watching it out of order you're like oh this is the same scene here's so here's something going on but it's just the same thing happening again at different times like it it feels it feels contrived once you figure out what what happened underneath i that's, repeated myself that's why it's kind of clever here that they have rehearsals interjected right rehearsals offer a way to reiterate important parts without like overlapping being actually the same i mean maybe functionally that's the same thing though yeah i mean there's a little bit of it like where um in we saw a rehearsal that included a scene that was also filmed, right? There wasn't many of those, but there definitely was one or two. Having not finished the game yet, I mean, I feel like that's a dangerous thing to say whether I liked it or not. So far, I'm enjoying it. I don't think I would ever, after I get all the pieces of the thing, if I get all the pieces of the thing, want to be like, okay, let's watch it now in chronological order. And I'm going to check out Ambrosio first. And then like, no, that's not what I want out of this story. The The most entertaining aspects of it for me are those interstitial scenes where you hear the director give some commentary or be an asshole or whatever it is, seeing the interpersonal relationships in between. And then, also, those breakthrough moments, like that's where you get the rush. Like, oh, I saw this scene before, but now that I went back to it, I realized there's a scene behind the scenes of it that I can get to, and it gives new meaning to the scene. So that journey, that exploration is part of the fun of it, not necessarily just the content or the con- contrivances that they bring you there with. So... I, I suppose I could go either way. Right now I'm enjoying it, but I'm not really sure what the end goal is and yeah. if I'm going to appreciate it as much. Um, judging from what you guys have said so far, I'm hoping that there's more that you guys haven't discovered as well. I'm very curious what the end, and I'm doing air quotes, the end of this game is because I feel like it's one of those things that doesn't necessarily... Uh, similar to the old her story joke uh, how do you know what is it how does it go um 
How do you know when you've finished? When you're satisfied? How do you know when you're satisfied? When you're finished. <laughs> that is that's very true. I um I'm very curious as well, Polly, after going and reading some things and if we're like way off base, then I think that would change my feelings on this as well. Uh I believe we call that the uh, what's it? What's the what's the boat insurance adventure game effect? Um, <laughs> the return of the Oberdin effect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. Yes. I sure see that this is interesting, but goddamn it, you should have made that clear for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I. That's what I'm going to be very curious about. Of do I feel smart after playing it, or do I feel like an idiot that missed an entirely? you know, obvious plot point for me, the kind of, I don't need it to be like completely spelled out. Like this is what happened. Like no. as long, I, I don't even need to like look up what somebody else thinks happened. As long as they leave a, enough strings where I can be like, this is one way it could have gone, or this is one way it could have right. gone. Like those are my favorite kind of stories where I can, uh, interpret it and things like that. Um, but Right now, there's plenty of that. I hope that they don't overdo it unless they overdo it to the extreme level that I love more than anything, where it's completely... Um, Talking about like the ending of 2001 A Space Odyssey? Yeah, yeah. That would be a good example of it. Just completely over-explain it, go way too far up itself. I would also love that. So I have a lot of hope for this. I mean... It, it's still a different way to appreciate it. It'd be tough to say like I like this more than her story because the thing I like about her story is how like collaborative that can be. And I feel like this is much more of a personal thing. Mm. Um, and also it's fun. Like last night I was playing it late at night and like I got to a scene where uh, she's staring right into the screen and she says, I see you like pretty cool yeah. stuff they're doing there. Like, yeah. All right. I will talk about uh, if this game is postmodern next time. Have you guys <gasps> played or heard of simulacrum? <laughs> How do you say that word? Simulacrum? Simulacrum. Thank you. I was bringing up simulacrum in comparison to this because it's one of those. In that game, you're looking at a phone and going through somebody's phone to discover the mystery, whereas this one, you're looking through film footage. I found it reminding me multiple times of it. Wait, I got to know, is this game postmodern? Yes. Okay, good night. Can't wait to discuss.